Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Warren Lagrange is an acclaimed creative director and the visionary founder of Koi Creative, a leading creative agency specializing in events and experiential design. With an impressive portfolio of award-winning work, Warren has established himself as a trailblazer in the industry, renowned for his ability to create unforgettable brand experiences. Throughout his career, Warren has spearheaded groundbreaking campaigns for renowned brands such as Netflix, Coca-Cola, Samsung, and many more. These events have earned him industry recognition and prestigious awards. Warren has had the privilege of collaborating with some of the biggest names in the music industry. He has led shows alongside acclaimed artists such as Chance the Rapper, Travis Scott, J. Cole, Future and Sway Calloway, creating immersive experiences that seamlessly blend music, art and technology. Warren's latest endeavor showcases his transformative leadership as a festival director behind Africa's most recent global festival, Hey Neighbor. This groundbreaking event features an impressive lineup of artists, including the Chainsmokers, Swedish House Mafia, Khalid, and many more. On this episode of Slepsvant, the focus will be on the Hey Neighbor Festival. Up next on Slepsvant, we've got Warren Lagrange. Where are you in the world and how are you doing? I am out here in Bryanston, Johannesburg, South Africa, and I'm doing fairly well, even though it's a few days out to the big day. Your journey. So at what age do you think, cool, I want to be in the space of events or creating events. And how did that journey accumulate to where we are currently? Uh, so I actually got stuck in theater in Victoria for, for over, for a period that was longer than history. And um, after enjoying theater as a performer, I got more involved in the production of theater. And then that moved to the video production of video production, and then that moved to film directing and film producing. So I sort of got stuck in that world of creative and entertainment. And then that led to starting an agency out of Pretoria with a couple of friends hiring a house. And we're like, this is really cool. The long version of getting to where I was or am uh, took me that way um, until someone contacted me from Joburg to say, hey, dude, I think you'd be amazing for events. I go, why would I do weddings and bar mitzvahs? It's not really something I saw in my future. Yeah. And they go, no, bro, like branded events, like big concerts. I'm like, really? And uh, that's where I journey started with an agency called Homage. And they sort of raised me and in the world of events. And I saw a world I did not know existed. Um, where my first event was for Castle Light Unlocks. And I was like, dear Lord, this is Timberland on stage. And I get to work with like the wildest artists. I didn't know that's what events were back then. So. Are you still involved in or at all in any theater, production theater, video production, or you're mainly in events? So not in theater at all anymore. I do miss the instant gratification of a live applause. I think that's why, <laughs> that's why events were so, so gratifying as well. But obviously part of um, events at this scale, video production and directing and filming is a big part of it. Uh, because the screens are the promotion and the marketing of these events require a lot of thinking from a content point of view. I'm still, that helped. So that sort of, sort of helped in designing. One, the experience, and two, the storytelling of what event we are doing. So, yeah, uh, but mostly and mainly sort of 
to events. Okay, so are all your events linked to artists performing or are they sometimes just solely branded events? Yeah, it's a mix. So we get to do uh, the not-so-exciting stuff from a FMCG brand that just wants to launch a new car. That could also be very exciting. Or others just wanted to tell us it's a financial year-end function. Um, and then it also scales all the way up to branded events, which are the, the premiere or the launch of a new movie or a title for a streaming company. And then it goes to our own event where we own the event. So it's promoted events that sells tickets. Uh, we then get to work with these big-scale artists. But often these brand events or year-end corporate functions, call it that, obviously also require working with talent as entertainment um, and hosts and MCs and presenters and all of that. So I get to work with with artists and talent a lot um, at most of the events I do. Okay, so the difference for a an event where it's solely around the artists, whether it's a festival or an individual yeah. artist, compared yeah. to an event whether I don't want to say the artist is an add-on, but it's part yes. of the entertainment and it's yeah. just an extra. So what are the different approach? Obviously you have the same energy and input in each, but the slight differences between the two. So look, when we get a brief to launch a new beer, a new whiskey or whatever yes. it is, we approach it differently. The brand is the hero, right? So then we try and come up with a campaign and how to tell that story. And then you have different factors that help bring that narrative to life. And they include artists, influencers, a graffiti, whatever it is that helps us tell that story. So the artist just becomes part of the narrative. Uh, it is a purely concert or festival. The artist is the experience or the artist is the hero, right? So then it's almost built around those artists. So I work with Blink uh, One Entertainment quite a lot and they, whether they do, you know, voice to men or, it is whoever it is Tony Braxton, it's about that tour. So it's that tour that we're doing, you know? And then when we're doing a festival, it could be a creative festival, but it's also built around the lineup and experiences. So that's sort of the difference. The one is about the brand being the hero and finding ways to tell that story. And the other one is about it's really artist led. And then we find brands to come and support that, that story. Yeah. Okay. So now when it's around the brand, and they yeah. the hero. Do they have input of which artists they'd like to be performing? Or is it you guys and say, cool, this is who's available, this is what's happening, and they just come aboard? Or is it completely communicative and collaborative? It is very collaborative. And the big pushing point is their budget. What <laughs> can you afford? So they often come with, bring Drake. We go, okay, you, uh, you've, you've got Drew. You've got Drew money at best. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, so we try and compromise and understand what the objective is and we collaborate. So we present them with options and we go, we often give them a shopping list and say, here's the different options. That's within your budget. Here's what's out of your budget and availability. What's the vibe? So, and then we sort of try and work to a place of where we can agree to an artist that works for, again, it needs to be, it needs to be aligned with what the objective of that event is, you know? So hip hop artists don't work. And all the events that we do. So just like the other way, a Philharmonic orchestra doesn't always work at something somewhere else. Yep. So we try to find the right artist for the right event with the right brand and okay. work to get on. Are the artists who are chosen, are they able to have free range on the content that they perform at the event when the brand's a hero? Or is the brand say, okay, cool, 
this is your time slot. These are the songs you want. we want you to play. So, I mean, look, these guys in their own right have earned their stripes, right? So you want to respect their craft yes. and their narrative and their identity. So when you go with Mango Groove, you know what you're getting. You know, you 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 you, you sort of pick the Kool-Aid and you go, that's what I'm drinking. So okay. they understood. You, and so you pick it according to what your what what fits instead of asking them to change their their story or their style. Yes. Um, and a lot of times, what is nice though for these corporate events, if you will, is to give a one of a kind experience. So you could you get to see Afiki Zola in a way you've never experienced them before, right? So we get to also tailor with them. So they often they are their own music producers and music directors. And we get to work with it and say, let's create a tailored experience, an acapella version of something that you've never done before, Mm. but still your sound, but in a different way. So that's nice. It's nice that it can be tailored in that way. Um, But we often try to, you you don't try and, you know, book something that doesn't work with the event experience. So that's how we, how we workshop that. And we often work with music directors that also puts a set together. Unless it's YFM's 20th anniversary and you're just putting a lineup together, then the guys just get a time slot and they just come and perform. But it's still at the YFM show or whatever the show is yes. or the thing is. You know that it's a set list, you have the time zone, you come and perform. Or if it's a very curated experience, um, we get to work with them and say, how can we tailor something more nuanced and specific? Um, and, and other times you also... Like if you have a, a big corporate event and it's what we often call like an opening moment, yes, uh, we can use the lead artist of a band. So we just use Jay something from Akasa and he performs someone else's song, um, The Lion King or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's nice for them to go, oh my God, Jay is singing a Lion King song. So it's also a new way for them yeah, to yeah, experience yeah. artists exactly. playing love in a new way. So that's sort of how we approach it creatively. Before we get into Hey Neighbor specifically, when you're doing a music festival, how do you choose, again, I recognize it's around budget and availability and affiliation to what the event and festival is about, but what is the process of choosing which artists perform at a music festival? Is what we've always done and how we've always done, whether it's this is for brands or whether this is for ourselves, is timing, right? So the first thing is is timing. Because the artists that we target are typically based in North America or Europe, we like to look at the touring schedules, right? And, and the routing schedule. And that's the first departure. So one is we look at the touring schedule of all the global sort of A-listers and the next list of artists and go, where are they touring? And typically they end their tours in Australia or Australasia sort of region. And that helps us to make that a bit easier from a touring and routing point of view to say, hey, we see these guys are doing a show in Australia. Let's target them um, to see. Then we've got a pool that we can go to. Here's the weekend. Here's this one. Here's this one. How do we feel, whether it's now for a brand or for a festival or for a concert? And we go, how do they resonate with this type of group artist or with this type of show? So now we design, now we've got the show in mind. So whether it's, now we know it's a festival, but if it's an piano festival, we now know, hey, this guy's not going to work. Usher might not work so well with okay. this show here, you know? Yeah. But if we know it's a global festival, it's a crossover music scene, it's an integrated, whatever, or if it's a plain hip hop festival. So then we know Rick Russell's story in, 
Australasia, let's, let's see if he's interested in coming to be part of our, our lineups. And then we also look at budget and availability. Yeah. So that's sort of the three things that we look at. We look at routing. We look at does it make sense for the festival or concert. And then we look at budget. Uh, do, they, do they work with what we can afford? And, and then we sort of have these names on a board. And then we go, what's our you know, option A, option B, option C. And we've got these pool in front of us and typically we end with option B because that's but with all, all we have to align. They have to say yes, we have to be able to afford it and mm. need to work for this game. So when all three of those stars align, now we need to sell the shit out of it to go, okay, this was our first choice and that's why it's the most amazing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's sort of how, that's, <laughs> yes, yes, how, yes. That, how that puzzle piece comes together. Now let's dive into Hey Neighbor. So for the listeners and for just for you to understand that podcasting is evergreen. So this will be on Spotify for five months, 10 months. So Hey Neighbor, I'm speaking to Warren now in near the end of 2023 to confirm that this is the first time you're ha- holding this uh, festival and will it be an annual festival? Absolutely. Uh, we have uh, a long-term vision in mind for this festival for it to grow into, you know, even though it's starting quite big, for it to be able to grow even more as an annual property that we can be very proud of um, as Africans, as South Africans. So it's not a one-year thing. It's a minimum five to ten-year sort of project that we are embarking on. Yeah. Okay. So what was the thought process and feeling to say, cool, let's create this, and how did it evolve, and why the name Hey Neighbor? The festival itself is a combination of years of dreaming and planning and unwavering determination. Whether it was COVID who tried to, you know, deter us, we we never really lost sight of this goal we had. Right? We wanted to do something that's special that we can be proud of, that we can own as Africans. Right? So it's a festival in Africa by Africans for Africans, but it's still a global festival. Yes. Right? Because we know our industry was brought to its knees. And we felt we had to do something. We had to bring our part, do our part. And um, because we've seen friends and partners and peers close shop, right, real quick. And we, and the industry lost a lot, a hell of a lot of good talent to the Dubais and the Saudi Arabias and people who had money because we, a lot of our economy still hasn't really recovered. Yeah. So we felt we need to, to do something that, that sort of brings hope, but also takes the scale just back and just claim it all back. And that's, that's from a big storyline point of view. Uh, we wanted to, you know, invest back into our economy, raise the industry again and, and bring that back. And then the Hey Neighbor name itself was something that resonated with us because it felt friendly, welcoming, inviting. Mm. And that was important that it feels that we're breaking down barriers. There are no walls. The fencing is non-existent. And that's why you'll see that. It's complimented, complimented in the way we've selected our, our talent. It's crossover, you know, yes. it's from pop to R&B to hip hop to I'm a piano to heavy rock, guys. So it's really a, a very inclusive festival. And that was important. So it's like, hey, neighbor, how are you doing? Yes. So there was a check. There's a check in with it as well. Hey, neighbor, how are you good? Nice yes. to meet you. There's a check in health, a sort of mental health angle for us as well, which was important because we felt those were things that, that brought us to our knees is, Mentally, financially, yeah. economically, you were just, yeah, no, not in a good place. So that's where it all started. And this was two, three years ago. We went to uh, North American festivals and said, how are they doing it? We went to go and learn and steal with pride and say, I think we can do this here, guys. 
let's be dumb or stupid or brave enough and try something something like this in Africa for Africans by Africans. So I love the name Hey Neighbor because it's it's very inclusive, it's very diverse, it's for everyone, no matter what category in society you fall under, everyone's a neighbor and everyone can appreciate and be knowledge of that, that everyone is a neighbor and has neighbors. And I also love the coloring. So for the listeners, go into the Hey Neighbor website or look up on social media for the colorings and the designs and images. It's light, it's colorful, it's summery, it's humorous, and it's innovative. So what was the thoughts around the colorings and the design and the logos? Uh, Look, our purpose is to turn strangers into neighbors. And in every neighborhood, you have characters. (laughs) <laughs> and some characters are strange, some characters are fun, some characters are, they shouldn't be, uh, but they all have different type of characters. So I think our first point there was to, how do we design characters um, that sort of expresses people and just like their weird ways, their fun ways, their quirkiness. Um, so from a design element, um, element we, we started with characters that felt like it represents you. So you'll see we've got 12 characters now that will all get each name. And then from there, we designed a visual language that we felt, one, any consumer, any fan, any ticket buyer could go, oh, my God, that is so fun and so playful and so expressive, right? And the secondly, any brand can jump on it and go, oh, they've got our colors in their brand. So yes. it crosses that. It just, it just bridges that. And then from a genre and from music, it just feels inclusive, um, and playful, and that's exactly we wanted to bring some light, some light to so a lot of dark conversation and darkness happening. And this feels hopeful, and it feels happy, and it just makes you feel relieved almost just by looking at our logo. Even if you don't attend, even if you don't come, if you just scroll on our feed, you'll be like, "Oh my god, this looks like so much fun!" Yes, that's the feeling we want to evoke with with it. You already mentioned it's a massive event. It's over three days. It's all genres. It's for everyone. What else can people expect? Like I said, we're trying to be quite brave in um, Africa's first year. We've got um, the most headliners ever um, from an international level yeah. uh, to, to headline a music festival at one single event. So six of those. We've got some of the probably the largest footprint square mile for any festival in Africa. The festival side itself is the size of 27 to 30 you know, football fields. Oh my word. Uh, okay. Yeah. If you can imagine, if you can imagine that the stage is also the longest structure ever to be built in Africa. It's over 150 meters long, uh, 20 meters high. It's, it's, if you've been to other music festivals in Africa, think bigger. We've partnered with NTD. They are the guys that are responsible for F1, Tomorrowland, all the big ones uh, in Europe and North America from a water recyclable point of view. So they're creating water from scratch. That's, you know, where there's great water to shower in or water to drink. Um, We are building brand experiences that you've never seen before at any other festival. Some things are being imported from Australia and New Zealand. Um, So you can expect light projections that you've never seen before, immersive experiences that you've never heard of before. Uh, even Netflix are one of our brand partners and they've never activated globally at a music festival like this before oh. uh, because there's not really space. So they're coming on board and, and doing something really, really interesting. Um, over 100 performing artists at um, three different stages with three different sounds 
over a three-day period, camping grounds for over 3,500 campers, um, and they're coming from the Thursday already. Uh, and then we, I mean, and they were just really proud of um, the health and safety that we're sort of bringing on board for what that's going to look like from an experience point of view. And because we're looking at over 3,000 staff just on the ground trying to keep everything and everyone in check. So, no, look, there's a lot of firsts that we're sort of proud of and looking at and doing, um, but it's, it's definitely not our last. So you can expect very bright, colorful, loud, wa- lots of walking, guys, like lots of walking from one stage to the next. Uh, it's going to take a while for you. So bring your walking shoes. There's lots of hydration stations, but we will give you some water bottles as well. So expect to walk, expect to hide in shade, bring up the biggest hat you have in your cupboard and uh, come come with. And, and there will be glam stations for you to get glammed up as well. Um, and then the brands are really show, showing up in ways like there's over 30 brand activations that is so dope. Uh, that you can expect as well, and each one wanted to up, you know, up show the other one. Yes. So it's going to be a fun, a fun thing to expect, to expect as well. So are all of those elements and activations and that part of the ticket cost? All included, obviously, camping is an additional cost, but yeah, all these experiences, things you have access to. So from your general access, if you're a one-day ticket holder or if you're a weekend ticket holder. You have access to all of these experiences, barring if you've got a VIP ticket, then you've got ex- access to the VIP experience, yes. which is uh, uh, slightly different as well. Slightly different. Okay, so where can people find more information around? So you can go to our website, heyneighbor.co.za, or you can go just straight to the tickets and go to ticketpros.co.za and go buy tickets, or you can uh, follow us on social media. Um, we are everywhere. Just Google Hey, me, um, hey Neighbor Fest. We will be the first that pops up. Um, and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We are everywhere. Is the person able to buy tickets on the website or only through Ticket Pro? So the, even if you go onto our website, it'll redirect you to okay. Ticket Pro. I mean, that's the only credible ticket seller. If you buy it anywhere else, you will stand in a different queue when you arrive and they will help you try and rebuy your ticket. <laughs> so please make sure you buy it from a Authorized center. Authorized center. Yeah. So I just want to say, so the event in 2023 is happening the 8th, 9th, and 10th of December. The 9th being my birthday. So everyone's going to have a oh. massive party because it's celebrating my birthday <laughs> in the, for Absolutely. Africans, in Africa for Africans. So that will be amazing. But as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? I would like to say that I will personally ask Swedish House Mafia to do a shout out for you on the Sunday to say, guys, today we are celebrating your birthday. Uh, no, but uh, in all seriousness, guys, uh, this is something so exciting that we could not be more proud of. We are trying to create a cultural phenomenon that's more than just a music festival. And we need you to help us to make this thing a dream come true. Thank you for your support. Thank you for believing in us. Show up. And in the way that South Africans can, and that's by coming together and making history. Thanks, guys.